Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. Today, we're going to take a look at Micah Paris, who was supporting Simply Reading Cardiff. Let's get on it, shall we? So, Michelle Antonot Wallen, MBE, born 27th of April in 1969, is professionally known as Micah Paris. It's an English singer, presenter and actress. She was born in Islington in North London, but moved to Brockley, South London when she was nine. Paris released her debut album, So Good, in 1988, which spawned singles including My One Temptation and Where Is The Love. She has since gone on to release seven further albums, Contribution in 1990, Whisper A Prayer in 1993, Black Angel in 1998, If You Could Love Me in 2005, Soul Classics in 2005, Born Again in 2009 and Gospel in 2020. And in 2020, Paris was cast in the BBC soap opera EastEnders as Ellie Nixon. Paris grew up singing in her grandparents' church and by her mid-teens was making regular appearances with the Spirit of Watts Gospel Choir, with whom she featured on the 1985 EP Gospel Joy. At the age of 17, she became a backing vocalist with the UK band Hollywood Beyond. Paris appeared on their album If in 1985. In 1988, she released her debut platinum-selling album, So Good, with Fall From Broadway when she was 19 years old. My Warm Temptation was the lead single. This led to a collaboration with American soul singer Will Downing on a cover version of a classic Where Is The Love, made famous by Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack in the early 1970s. The follow-up album, Contribution, was released in 1990, this extended Paris' soul and gospel influences to bring in hip-hop and house music and featured the track If I Love You Tonight, written by Prince and recorded at his Paisley Park Studios with Omer Lifebock, a classically trained musician. Paris recorded I Should Have Known Better in 1990. It was issued on the B-side to South of the River. Paris also recorded with Anita Barker, Bonnie Raitt and Natalie Cole on the album Nelson Mandela, an international tribute for a free South Africa in 1990, and provided the title track to Isaac Julian's Young Soul Rebels movie soundtrack the following year. She worked with the saxophonist Courtney Pine Redemption Song in 1992, the stereo MC's Don't Let Up in 1992, and Bobby Womack, I Wish I'd Never Met You in 1991. Her third album was a, was Whisper a Prayer in 1993, which included the singles I Never Felt Like This Before and I Want to Hold On To You, as well as Put A Move On My Heart, which was later recorded by Tamia in 1995 on Quincy Jones's Q Jock Giant album. This followed by more collaboration work on the, on the album tracks with Guru on his Jazzmaster 2, Looking Through Darkness in 1995, Mark Morrison, Years For You in 1996, and Maxwell, Mantra in 1996. Paris released the album Black Angel on Chrysalis in 1998. It, con- it contained a cover version of U2's One and a duet with James Ingram. Black Angel produced two more top 20 singles in Stay and Carefree. More collaborations followed with Omar, Confection in 1994, Max Beasley, with Higher Vibes in 1994, The Versive, Police and Thieves in 1998, The Mobo All-Stars compilation album in 1998, Mr. X, One Million Smiles in 1998, Prince, Just My Imagination in 2000, and Boy George, 
I Could Be Someone in 2000. A collaboration with David Gilmer and Jules Holland on Screaming Jay Hawkins' track, I Put a Spell on You, followed in 2001. The trio had regrouped on occasions to perform the hit. Two years later, Paris lent her voice to Walt Disney Pictures' Touchstone Pictures soundtrack for High Hills and Low Lives, which was later included in the Primal Screen soundtrack compilation album 2001. In 2003, Paris released the Moby sampling Hearts with Sepram Suite. Paris also joined Omar on stage for his gig at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. She also contributed to the track I Don't Understand on Milk and Sugar album. 2004 saw Paris feature as a guest on the new Inspirational Choirs album Inspirations along with Keisha White and Jocelyn Brown. In 2005, Paris released the album If You Could Love Me on Windy Bird Records, featuring backing from the Breaker Brothers on the title track with executive producer Andreas Newman and producer Bernard Grobman. Also in 2005, she released the album Soul Classics with executive producers Rick Blasky and Andreas Newman. Paris collaborated with Lamar on the track Can't See You on his album The Truth About Love in 2006. And in February 2008, she released the duet Secret Lovers with Alexandra O'Neill. This was followed by a residency at the Indigo O2. In June 2009, she released her sixth studio album, Born Again. She embarked on a nationwide tour which included dates at the Jazz Cafe in February 2009 to showcase the material. The album was produced by Brian Rawling. James Morrison rates Paris's first single, Baby Come Back Now. Paris released the single Born Again on the 17th of August 2009. The track The Hardest Thing was remixed by Stonebridge Almighty and Too Dark. Paris performed at various venues prior to the release of the album in March 2010 of the title track Born Again. Right, so here's her discography. So Good in 1988, Contribution in 1990. Whisper a Prayer in 1993, Black Angel in 1998, If You Could Love Me in 2005, Soul Classics in 2005, Born Again in 2009 and Gospel in 2020. Now we've had a bit of background on Micah Paris, let's uh, take another look at the, at the show. We'll be back after this. So not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts but we also have a series of books the first book is actually two books it's volume one and volume two of a tribute to working at sea the best fiction is based on truth this is a compilation of short stories rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated whilst other stories are pure fiction the title of the book, A Tribute To, is fitting with the tone of the book because, like a tribute act, it is a blatant, altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry, as well as stories with a sexual nature. So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute To Working At Sea, Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle. And the links for all these books are in the description below.
and we're back. So uh, let's. So I'm going to talk about Micah uh, Micah Paris's uh, performance, and damn, I've never heard her before, and I am so so impressed with that performance. Such an awesome performance. Right, so Mike had the full silk backdrops, which were uh, illuminated by a bank of LED pin spots at the top and some LED watches at the bottom. So one, so uh, when the colours merge, they merge seamlessly. A nice piece of programming and focusing that is, uh, you'd have to, it would have to be perfect because <laughs> that's how I could describe it. That's the only way I could describe it as being absolutely flawless in that colour and illumination. Throughout the whole of her performance, it was one colour, which was Congo Blue. She didn't have any other colour on stage or have any uh, of the moving head giving any um, gobo breakups. It was just the one Congo Blue wash with a bit of face light from uh, LX, well, from the front of house bar. So nice, simple and effective. And what I did notice, which no one else would, I suppose you've got to have the trained eye for it. You could see the muted projector uh, bouncing around a little bit on the backdrop. And what I mean by that is the projector which is front of house. As uh, it was reacting with the vibrations from the bass, you could see slight distortions. Because even though the image is muted, it still emits a bit of light, which you wouldn't really notice unless you uh, unless you got that trained eye. So when I say the uh, image is muted, it's essentially the um, a black a black background. So you, it's just it's just showing a very small amount of light. And as uh, the uh, projector bounced around with a bit of bass from uh, Micah's uh, show, you could see a nice little bit of distortion. And the only way I can describe it is, um, if you used to watch Star Trek in the good old days, as in the original series, and even to a degree Star Trek The Next Generation, <laughs> showing my age and uh, my geekiness, you'll see the outline of the Klingon Bird of Prey where it was cloaked. And you needed good you needed good eyesight to see it even on TV then, but you'd see a slight distortion, and although they the cast would only just make it out. But anyways, I digress, and that's the kind of distortion that I noticed on the backdrop from the projector as it was bouncing around. So I knew it was there because I knew the projector was there, and also I could see the um, little distortion on the uh, back screens. Although most people probably wouldn't see that distortion. Nice bit of theory there and a nice analogy anyways i'll continue i've digressed a bit too much so micah and her band were all center stage well down center stage so you had the, the riser that simply red were based on and uh, they were just in front of that so for the length of the riser and just in front of that riser to the front of the stage was a nice little compact square so they essentially had one fifth of the entire stage they weren't too claustrophobically bunched together but it was tight though but visually it looks good but visually it was very good i have to say so yeah not claustrophobically tight but nicely spaced but tight as well what i did notice uh, is normally the main set would be either at would either be uh, covered by a backdrop 
or a kabuki and if they didn't have that they'd drape over the uh, instruments and the visors and whatnot to keep it top secret but not simply red no they wanted you to see it it was an open preset so all their instruments were set so everyone could see them purposely behind Micah Paris's band now with Micah's actual performance she was full of charisma I mean she owned that stage that stage that belonged to Simply Red belonged to her first and she made that known she made it known that she belonged on that stage and it was very reminiscent of something at first I couldn't put my uh, finger on it and then it just dawned on me she had the same charisma and stage presence like Tina Turner with mannerisms dance moves and just the full embodiment of enjoying that show and I'm not saying that she was doing a Tina Turner impression because she wasn't she was doing she was being herself but she had those traits of how uh, Tina Turner would do things so it was more of an inspiration she was inspired by Tina Turner in that style of uh, how she would perform which isn't exactly unique but it was very very much full of her own personality as well and and it came across it came across really really well so much energy from this performance so much vibrancy within her voice and oh my god her voice was amazing and as I said earlier on, this is the first time I heard Micah Paris. I've never heard of her before because uh, normally it's not my kind of genre. Although I would listen to all kinds of music and I used to work on a lot of soul shows when I worked at sea because soul uh, is very popular. It, it always it will be popular in my opinion. And uh, those kind of songs will never die. And, and from her vocals, damn. They're very, very spintingly impressive. And I was absolutely honoured to actually see that show. I was very, very honoured to see it. Sound-wise, it was absolutely flawless. You had 22 karat clarity. The band were perfectly balanced. You could hear every aspect of it very crystal, crystal clear. And, uh, and it came across really, really well. It was perfectly mixed. And then on top of the instruments, the uh, vocals are perfect. The backing vocals are mixed perfectly. I, and when I say mixed, it was blended in very, very well. And it w didn't sound karaoke. It sounded in equivalence of, which was absolutely perfect. It was definitely CD quality sound. And the sound engineer should give himself a pat on the back because he had a stroke of genius. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And we'll catch you next time. Bye for now.